We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash here. We are fortunate to have with us Steve Lehman from News Channel 5 in Nashville, friend of the show. He's been on with yeah. us before Smash. He had, to, he had to, you know, juggle a bunch of different offers today because he broke a big story this mm-hmm. week. And he's chosen to come on the Mark Milton show over the Dan Patrick show. For over the, the Dan Band. Patrick <laughs> That's show. That's right. So we are making moves yeah. here in the, the sports media world. We see who's moving on up. That's right. Steve, welcome to the program. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Say. How are you doing this morning? All hey, right. We are doing great. So, uh, yeah, you're making big waves down there in Nashville. The uh, Tennessee Titans um, had their game last week against the Steelers postponed or rescheduled as a result of uh, several players testing positive. Uh, Derek Henry, I don't know if he's tested positive or not. Number one draft pick not. for number one draft pick for Carl's Cupcakes, my fantasy football team, which <laughs> sent me in a tailspin last week and cost me cost me a victory. Um, but Steve, what can you tell us about what's going on with the Titans right now in the in the COVID situation? Well, obviously, it's been a tricky situation that's been touch and go down here, Mark, for almost two weeks now. And it started, at least the first known case, was that when they signed a player to their practice squad two full weeks ago. And in the process of onboarding him and bringing him to the facility, he tested positive. And so he immediately went on the COVID-19 reserve list. Two days later, as they were getting set to leave for their game in Minnesota, their defensive play caller, outside linebackers coach Shane Bowen, tested positive. So he immediately went into quarantine, wasn't allowed to go on the trip. But the Titans and the NFL did their contact tracing protocols and all that and deemed it fine for everybody else on the team to get on the plane and fly to Minnesota. And they took on the Vikings next day. They won. They improved a 3-0. and And they flew back to Nashville where they took their regularly scheduled Monday morning test. And on Tuesday came back that eight different people in the organization, three players, five staff members, tested positive. And from that, it has just grown. And now we're up to 23 members of the organization, 13 players that have now tested positive over the last two weeks. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. And so your story yesterday, uh, you broke news that, you know, they were ordered or or pursuant to the NFL protocol, they were supposed to stop, you know, team practices, stop getting together. And Steve broke a story yesterday where – there was a report, and I'll let you tell the story, but essentially that these players violated protocol and got together at a, at a local high school, high school to keep practicing. What can you tell us about what you know about that situation? Yeah, so on that Tuesday when they got the eight tests back, the NFL immediately shut down St. Thomas Sports Park, their practice facility, and told them that they were not to have any in-person gatherings at the facility for meetings or practice or anything like that everything had to go virtual at that point the thing that was not really clear in that memo at least from a public perspective and i'll get to the question coming up was whether or not they were explicitly prohibited from getting together away from the facility and so the following day wednesday when their game against the steelers was still presumably on but they weren't allowed to get into the facility Several Titans players, about 15, gathered at a local high school here, Montgomery Bell Academy, and went through essentially seven-on-seven drills on the offensive side of the ball. 
and we got wind of that. We reported the story. And now the real question there is, did that specifically violate an NFL directive? And a couple other people around the National Football League insiders have reported that it did, that the NFL explicitly told the Titans that you are not allowed to do anything away from the facility either. I cannot independently confirm that, although the NFL has updated its rules to say that now. But that's going to be the million-dollar question here, Mark, because if the NFL knows, and they would know the answer to this, that they said it, and then the Titans went out against that word and tried to hold these informal workouts as players, I think you're going to see massive punishment come down the pike for the Titans. Well, but not... Yeah. Maybe it's just a misunderstanding. Well, that's interesting because I guess, yeah, massive punishment. We saw coaches fined, you know, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. But ultimately, the NFL wants people to be on the field. They they don't want right. to have more postponements or, you know, to suspend a team from playing. So where do you see this headed as far as, you know, the Titans' ability to, you know, play this week or, you know, future weeks just based on the, the COVID test and, and, and where things stand currently? So as of this second, they're still scheduled to play on Sunday at noon against the Bills, although that seems virtually impossible at the moment. I think a more likely scenario is that you would push the game back to Monday or Tuesday like we saw with the Chiefs and the Patriots last week, but that's going to involve some significant juggling from the NFL schedule because the Bills are scheduled to play the Chiefs on Thursday night football next week, and there's no way you can ask them to play – Monday or Tuesday, and then come back and play on Thursday. So that's going to involve moving that game back probably to Saturday to keep it as a standalone TV viewing experience for the networks. And so, look, this isn't a perfect situation by by any means, but the NFL's got to figure out a way to get these games in. They were fortunate last week with the Steelers game against the Titans that there was kind of a tidy solution there because the Titans had a by week in week seven the Steelers were supposed to play the Ravens in week seven and both Pittsburgh and Baltimore had buys the following week in week eight so they just moved the Baltimore Pittsburgh game to week eight and then moved the Titans Steelers game to week seven and in essence Pittsburgh and Tennessee got buys in week four I know that's a lot to follow no you're right it was very lucky that it worked out last week That's not going to be the case moving forward. It certainly isn't this week against the Bills. And so now the question is, do you try to cram these games in? Do you cable it for a while and maybe create a week 18 at the end of the season in case there's more games that come along the way that need to be postponed? It's a very tricky situation right now for the NFL. But the biggest thing is the Titans have to stop testing positive. They've now tested positive nine of the last 11 days. And until that stops, they're not getting back into the facility, and they're certainly not playing football games. Well, Steve Smash here, just uh, an aside from a fan, have you uh, talked with any or have you checked with uh, the cheerleaders to see how they're doing in this uh, particular <laughs> season? Because Titans got some cheerleaders, man. They, they do, and actually they have male cheerleaders now. Too, well, so I wasn't so talking about them, about that. <laughs> but, but thank you, Steve. But – I have not been able to reach out and independently oh, confirm any of their well-being, but I, they obviously were not at the game in Minnesota, so I, I'm assuming they're just fine. Well, well thank, thank I, you for the insight. So, Steve, I have a question. So, obviously, we don't have an NFL team anymore. You know that. Yep. I'm very, very sore over it. So, we don't really have a perspective on kind of how things are handled day-to-day with an NFL team. But, you know, you had the NHL and the NBA do the, the bubble thing, and I've always been skeptical that the MLB and the NFL could really – have a whole season without a mm-hmm. bubble and not have these kind of mass outbreaks. 
So what have you seen? Like, how do these players conduct themselves on a day-to-day basis? Are they pretty much home to practice facility? I mean, are, are there restrictions that are imposed on them as far as what they can do to avoid being exposed? Because it just seems inevitable you're going to have these mass outbreaks if you're just going about normally. I think you're right on that, and I'm amazed that most people don't seem to see it quite in that same light because there isn't really any restrictions. They're under strict protocols in the building. They have to wear masks at all times. Social distancing is enforced. They've got plexiglass between lockers now in there. No one from the outside gets it. I mean, media members used to basically have free reign in facilities for most places to go and and get interviews and do those sort of things. We can't even go to the facility anymore, essentially. So it's it is a very different beast this year in terms of the protocols they have to do at the facility. But when they leave at the end of the day, they go home. In many cases, to families where spouses may work or they're dealing with kids who are in school and other places. So yes, I, I think it is absolutely inevitable with a virus that spreads and is as contagious as COVID-19 appears to be that people are going to test positive at some point. The, the real issue for the NFL is when you get a positive test, how do you prevent the spread? And we've got two examples right now. We have the Titans who got a positive test started two weeks ago and it is blown up within the building. And now we're standing at 23 cases. And then you have the new England Patriots, which started with Cam Newton's test and it grew to Stefan Gilmore earlier this week. But for the moment, it doesn't appear to be a massive team-wide outbreak in New England. And I think the question the NFL has to be looking at right now is why? Why did the Titans situation blow up? Was it something to do with their protocols? Did the Titans do something that was negligent or careless? Or is it perhaps just inevitable that that may happen at some point? And then the same thing with the Patriots situation. Were they extra careful did the protocols work unequivocally in that case, or did they just get lucky? And I'm not sure anybody truly knows the answer to that question at this point, but that's what the NFL's got to figure out as they try to play the final 13 weeks of this season. Yeah, I mean, there's still a long way to go. And, I mean, I look at here in St. Louis, we had the Cardinals had an outbreak and yeah. lost, you know, almost three weeks of the season. And I early on, I was like, well, this is going to spread. I mean, there's no way they can contain yeah. this or, or whatnot. Um but thankfully, they were able to eventually get to a point where nobody was testing positive and, and they went on with the season. Yeah. I just think there's a long way to go with this NFL season. And I just wonder, you know, would they ever say, all right, we're just going to stop testing unless somebody's symptomatic? Because, I mean, are you aware of any are any of these people that are testing positive symptomatic or are they having, you know, have they been hospitalized? Do you have any insight into that? No one has been hospitalized around the entire NFL throughout the course of the season. And I'm pretty sure that's the case for the Major League Baseball season as far as I've been able to confirm through people there as well. Actually, Carlos Martinez did go in. He, I remember he posted a video or a photo from Instagram of him being in the hospital getting an IV. That's the only person I can think of that well, I've well, seen. Well, right, but there's a big difference between going in to get an IV and being actually admitted to the hospital. Sure. I mean, guys go in and get IVs all the time in professional sports. I mean, they do it at halftime. A lot of the time. So that's a major difference between going into the hospital for something like that and actually being admitted and staying there for a period of time. But in terms of the Titans, we don't know the last two days exactly how those people are doing. But of their first 20 tests, 
roughly half were completely asymptomatic and the rest had very mild cold and flu-like symptoms. So, And that's a big deal, too, for the NFL because the protocols to return to play are very different. If, it's, if you're asymptomatic, never have symptoms, within five days, if you test negative twice, you can get back in. So if your viral load is, is low, you could potentially be back on the field within the week that you test. If you have symptoms at all, though, it is at least 10 days before you get to a place where you can even begin the process to come back. So that's why you hear people talking about a Cam Newton right now. He has no symptoms, and that's a good sign for the Patriots because potentially he could play this weekend if that continues and he gets cleared. If he develops any symptoms at all, now you're talking about not just playing this weekend but probably not playing the next weekend as well. You're listening to Steve Lehman with News Channel 5 in Nashville. Fortunate to have him on the show today. Turned down offers from – Dan Patrick and various others to come on. Nice. No, he didn't turn him down. But he's going to be he's going to be making a, uh, his rounds today. I'm sure, given the story he broke this week. And Steve, uh, Mizzou, uh, Vandy. Steve covers Vandy uh, oh, yeah. playing next Saturday, the 17th. We're going to see you in Columbia, Steve. We will not. We will not <laughs> see me make that trip. Uh, I've got a few other things in the fire down here, and travel's been a little bit short this year with the whole COVID-19 thing going on. But I will certainly be watching from afar. Steve, do you think America would have been all right, would have been better off to just blow off 2020 and let's get back into it on schedule in 2021? Not have any sports whatsoever. Take a year off. Well, well, short answer to that is yes, but I, I think sports, one, to, to answer that part of the question, I think sports are important to getting the country back to normal. Sure. And to have people able to go to games. We had a soccer match here a couple of nights ago. Nashville SC took on the Minnesota United, and it was the first sporting event in the city of Nashville that allowed paid fans. Mm-hmm. And there were only 3,500 people who were able to get in and go. It was by no means normal. But let me tell you how much more normal that felt than all the other matches and, frankly, football games I've been to where there hasn't been a soul in the building up until now. And so I think all these steps are important to allow people to get some sense of normalcy back in their life. But I've got a big question back to you guys that you may toss around. I've heard a lot of people say, can we just skip 2020 and get to 2021? And I understand the sentiment completely. But what? makes you think right now that 2021 is going to look any different than what we're going through at this moment i mean we know a lot about what the coronavirus is at this point and who it affects and how it affects them and those sort of things and who it doesn't affect very much frankly and yet we still have this sort of universal policy of protect everybody no matter what the costs are and we aren't functioning as a normal society at this point And I don't know what it's going to take to get back to that place. I hope it's sooner than later. I think a lot of people do. But I would really like to know, what's that checkpoint that's going to happen where the powers that be, our legislators, our governors, our mayors, or things like that, say, okay, now we've reached the point that we can go back to normal. I'll tell you when it is, Steve. It's November 3rd if Joe Biden wins, okay? That's what's going to happen. If Joe Biden wins, you're going to see a total shift in the the national narrative. You're going to say, we're going to do what we can to protect the vulnerable. Joe Biden himself's vulnerable. He's not going to take any chances, but we're going to protect the vulnerable, but we're going to get back to business and we're going to see. I mean, honestly, I think that is what would happen if Biden were to win. I also think that 
you're exactly right. There is no magic cure to this. It doesn't seem like, I mean, even if we have a vaccine, yeah. the earliest, the earliest expert, you know, experts say that things would be sort of immunized across the board would be late 2021, you yeah. know, early. The you know, and so, yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I've been saying all along that this hasn't been a rational response to, to a virus. When you look at the demographics and who, who it presents the biggest risk to yeah. any more so than we have with like H1N1 or, or, you know, your normal flu. And so that's why I asked earlier with the football situation, it's like, at what point does the NFL say, all right, we got guys testing positive, but they're going to sit out, but we're going to keep playing. I mean, we're just going to have to, yeah. you're going to have to throw guys in from the practice squad and play. Otherwise you forfeit, right? Because well, if I'm the Bills, cool. I'm saying, no, we're not, we're not going to play with a three day off, you know, off day and, yeah, or right. three day break. And, yeah. you know, well, if Mark, you guys get that it. That's the whole point of them expanding the practice squad and adding two more players to the active roster this year to essentially allow you to have kind of a taxi squad to increase your pool of players. Right. It was to be for if you have a couple people test positive, you can still play. Now, the Titans are in a different situation because they've got 13 players at the moment that are in that case. But even then, they can line up and have 48 people ready to go that are already in the building, quote-unquote, obviously it's shut down. But, you know, on their roster, they could get out there and play this weekend. That is the entire point of the expanded rosters that went into the season. But somehow people have kind of thrown that out the window. And I agree with you. At, at some point, it seems like we're going to realize that when we've had 2,000 positive cases amongst football players in this country at the college and professional level, and none of them have had adverse side effects or long-term side effects or anything that comes with that is the question going to get asked do we need to keep doing this i mean we're we're spending billions of dollars literally in these leagues to test people we've never done that before Uh, the new york jets once played a game with 23 players who they later found out had the swine flu well then you You also have things like never did that in the patriots i'm like i'm thinking to myself you know if you want to take there's just such a it's irrational the things they do and the things they don't, right? So coaches have to wear masks throughout the game, yet they're tested daily so that we know that they don't really have it, but they're going to be forced to wear masks. But then you allow guys to to shake hands and hug after games. You got the guy in, in, uh, in New right. England hugging Patrick Mahomes so everyone's freaking out in Kansas City about yep. Patrick Mahomes being exposed. I'm like, how about you don't shake hands afterwards? That would seem like a logical thing to prohibit. <laughs> right. Don't let guys hug after the games because at least then maybe you're keeping yeah. the team separate. It's like, man, this is crazy. Like, we don't. It's just like we make these decisions without really thinking through, like, this is actually going to make a difference. So, anyway. Well, I will say quickly that there is a rule that they aren't supposed to shake hands and do those sort of things. I just don't know how you enforce it. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to fine Patrick Mahomes because he went up and shook Stephon Gilmore's hands? Maybe that's what it comes to. But technically, they weren't supposed to do that. And the reason the coaches are supposed to wear masks on the sideline is the same reason of the defense of the shaking hands because – a guy like Stephon Gilmore can test negative the day of the game and then the next day test positive. And so you truly don't know what's going on on the field. They, you try to be as safe as possible, but that's the whole reason that they want them wearing gaiters or masks or, or what have you. But, I mean, it's just it's a very, very challenging situation. that People are trying their best, but ultimately you're going to have slip-ups and you're going to have cases and, and you're going to have positive tests. And the NFL and individuals and, frankly, society is going to have to figure out how to how to exist in this current climate we're in. That is Steve Lehman, Nashville News Channel 5. We really appreciate you being with us. Love the insight. Congrats on the on the big story this week. And uh, certainly welcome. Welcome back anytime to the Mark Milton Show.
All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. right. Take care, Steve. All right. You're listening to the Mark Milton Show. That's an astute fellow. Oh, he's, he's as bright as they come. Yep. Not just sports, but kind of everything. Yeah. He, that's why I wanted to have him on. And, and I'm very grateful that he chose to come on. I know he was legitimately getting requests from yeah. Dan Patrick and others around the country. Because How's of your story. plumbing doing in the house right now? My plumbing, my sump yeah. pump is not in the dumps. And nice. I'll tell you why. Because I got Bright House Plumbing oh, do you? handling my business. They handled my sump or uh, what do you call it? Backflow installation mm-hmm. for our new irrigation system. Yeah, right. Uh, they can handle power washing, junk removal, anything you need around the house, plumbing plumbing and beyond, Bright House Plumbing can take care of it for you. You can check them out at brighthouseco.com. Smash, we got to take a break real quick. Let's do. Uh, Smash and I are actually going to be grabbing lunch today together at our newest sponsor, Rosalita's Mexican Restaurant. That's going to be so good. Over in De Pere. We're going to yeah. get some quesadillas, some chips and salsa. Nice. Maybe a margarita, salt on the rock. Do you like margaritas? I don't drink, man. Oh, that's right. But I what will about eat a some food, buddy. We get you a virgin margarita. Do you like the taste of a margarita? Been a long Sands. time since I've been, you know, virgin, virginized. Let's Sands. put it that way. Sands tequila. I just enjoy the nice. I, I know nothing of that stuff. I don't drink. Man. Oh man, I love. I never wow. drank in my life, man. No way. Serious, and people don't believe that, but I never drank in my well, life. Kudos to you. Then neither is Donald Trump. You know, he said that. He oh, said all of a sudden, thing. I'm Trump-like. Well, I I, I applaud that. Oh, I think I thank that's you very, very commendable of you. You know, I think. At times I drink too much, so I have a blood that you're you've you've maintained. Yeah, but you got a nice patio to drink out there on. I do a big fire pit and all that kind. And of And you know, stuff. it's got a great patio too. Rosalita's our new sponsor. You can go hang out. Let's go social socially distanced. They yeah. keep you all separated. They've got best margaritas in town. Salt on the rim. I always say mucho salt. I like a lot of salt on the rim. Yeah, the chips and salsa that go so nicely with that. You margarita. find the best sponsors, man. My mouth's watering right now. I don't you know if find I can the finish best sponsors. This. I don't know if I can finish the show. You find the go best get me sponsors. Let's a quesadilla eat. and some chips and salsa. Let's see. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Half off sale going on now through October thirteenth. Thirteenth, sorry. Please check them out. M u e l l e r furniture dot com. And this show is presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisement.